We want to welcome you guys to Bear Life Church. If this is your first time or first time in a long time, we want you to know we are one church in two locations. We actually planted a church in Grace, and we have a church there, a campus there in Grace, and Pastor Aaron and the team are doing an amazing job leading that charge, and Grayson is just blowing up. God's doing a lot of great things there in Carter County, and uh, last week we saw seven people give their life to Jesus. Four of those were at the Grayson campus. Come on now. That is worth shouting about. And the Sunday before last, we saw nine people baptized and one saved. The week before that, we saw 16 college students and one middle school student give their life to Jesus. Man, I'm telling you what, it feels like we're in revival. You know, sometime uh, ago, a guy asked me, he says, uh, Pastor Daniel, do you ever have revival? And I know what he means by that. He means, hey, do you have like a spring revival or a fall revival where you schedule two or three nights and you preach and, and all, all those certain times? I know what he meant when he asked that. I said, man, we have revival every Sunday. You should come, man, because people are getting changed every single Sunday. So we don't have to schedule revival. Uh, God stands up and shows up and he changes people's lives every week. And God has really been doing that through this experience in God's series. If this is your first time jumping in with us, man, you, it's not too late. You can go back and watch this online, but we're really excited about what God is doing. And I'm really super excited about today because today is one of the things that a lot of us, we really want to know. And that is, how does God speak to us? How do I know that it's God's voice that's speaking to me? Is that God's voice? Is it my voice? Is it my family's voice? How do I know if God is speaking to me? Because as a believer, we need to hear God's voice. And there's a lot of reasons for that. But one of the reasons is that just confirms that we're in the family of God when God speaks to us. You know, you have those types of people, or I shouldn't say types of people, but that group of people who always have like a word from the Lord. Do you ever know those people? Like they'll always have like, God spoke to me and he told me I'm gonna order a Diet Coke today. <laughs> okay, <laughs> good for you. You know what I'm saying? Or God told me I've got a place parked right up front and I claimed it in the name of Jesus. I'm gonna park right in the front. <laughs> I'm like, man, you got a connection with God. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm like, and then you kind of like, I, I mean, I, I think maybe God spoke to me. Like, I don't even know if he did or not. Like, you got that. And then you got the all the way on the all opposite end of the group where I never heard God speak. Like, I don't even know what God would even sound like if he speaks. In fact, I don't even know if I want God to speak to me, you know? And so you've got like those who got a word like every moment. And then you got those like, I've never heard God's voice. And what I want to do today is bring a balance to the both. Like, how do you get in position that you hear God's voice? Because you want to know, right? When God speaks like who you should marry or, or should I take that job or should I move to that city or should I, you know, go to that college? Don't you want to know what God's voice says? So we need to figure out how does that happen? And so a lot of times we get caught up in the methods and the way that God speaks and we shouldn't get caught up in the methods. We should just be excited that God speaks, that God actually will speak to us today. And when I go to the scriptures and I look through the text, you know, there's a lot of reasons that that God spoke and how God spoke. But some of the things that I want to share with you is that when God spoke to individuals in the Bible, usually, usually it was very unique and individual to them. Like God took something they were familiar with and spoke to them. God used something that was unique and individual to them. Also, they knew when God spoke that it was him speaking. Like when God spoke, they knew it was God. You know, a lot of times we're like, I don't know if that's God and maybe that is God. Maybe it's not God. Should I do that? I don't know what God wants me to do and I want to hear God's voice. But they knew for sure that was God and he was speaking. They also knew exactly what they wanted, they, that they, God wanted them to do. They weren't going, you know, I just think that maybe God wants me to do something else. They knew God spoke. God said, this is what I want you to do. And they did it. And when they did encounter at that moment, when God did speak, they encountered him in an unbelievable way. 
So the question is, why does God speak to us? He doesn't have to. God don't have to speak to us, but why does God speak to us? Well, just a few real quick. One, God wants to reveal himself to us. When God speaks to you, he reveals himself to you because he wants you to build your faith by following him and being obedient. So God wants to speak to you because he wants to show you who he is. So God will speak to us. God will speak to us because he wants us to know his purpose. God, what is your purpose? A lot of times we want to know our purpose. He didn't go to Noah and say, Noah, what do you want to do for me? And Noah's like, dude, listen, I got this great idea. I Googled it. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be awesome. I think that even though I've never seen rain before in my entire life, I should build a boat, a major, huge boat, and put all these animals on it, and you make it rain. God, that'd be cool. You want to do it? He didn't do that. He didn't ask. God says, this is my purpose. Here's what I want to do. Do you want to do it with me? God always spoke. They knew it was God, and they knew exactly what God wanted them to do. God wants to reveal his purpose to us. And you have a purpose Like God didn't create you to waste you away. You have a purpose and God wants you to know that purpose. And when you hear his voice, you begin to walk that purpose out. God also reveals himself to show us his ways, how he wants to do it. See, a lot of times we think we're smarter than God. (laughs) God, listen, let me plan my life. Here's my ways. My ways are better. And if you just sprinkle some blessing, we'll go that. God's like, no, when I speak, it's to get your attention it was always because God wants to do something. It was never just passive uses. God wants something done when God speaks to us. And that's what he wants us to do. But here's the problem. And Job picked up on this problem. In Job 33, verse 14, it says this. For God speaks again and again and again, though people do not recognize it. God speaks Again and again and again, but people do not recognize. You know what the problem is? It's not that God doesn't speak. The problem is we are just not in tuned. We are not perceiving it. We don't have our antenna, our spiritual antennas up to hear what God has to say. And this is very important. If you don't hear anything else, this is really important. You were created with the capacity to hear God's voice. Is that not amazing? God created you to hear him. He wants to speak to you. So just before we go any further, we should go, oh my gosh, the creator of the universe, the one who made me, who gave me breath today and allowed me to live at this very moment, wants to speak to me. And he created you with the capacity to hear his voice. So here's the key. What is the key of hearing the voice of God in your life? And it's very simple. And it is a loving relationship with him. If you will enter in a loving relationship with God, you will hear his voice. You know, John 10, 10 is one of our foundational passages here at Better Life Church about the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but Jesus come to give us a, a, a pure life, a best life, a better life than we ever dreamed of. But in that same context, Jesus says this, I'm the shepherd and you're my sheep. My sheep know me and they hear my voice and they follow me. That's what God wants for you. And you know why you need to hear God's voice? One, it will confirm to you that you're in the family of God. When you hear God speak to you, that's, like, that's confirmation. Like God has spoken to me, speaking to me, that he's wanting me to be part of the family of God, but also to protect you. And we'll get into to all that because I know a lot of times you want to know the, how does God speak? Well, here, let me help you. You can't put God in a box. God can do whatever he wants. He's God. He could do whatever he wants to do, how he wants to do it. And when we go through the scripture, my goodness, he spoke through a burning bush. There was a cloud. There was a a pillar of fire. There was even a donkey. That was crazy, y'all. He spoke through angels. 
He spoke through visions. He spoke through dreams, miraculous signs. God can speak any way he wants to speak. So we can't put God in a box and say God can't use certain things to speak. However, the author of Hebrews wants us to know that through the gospels in those days, it says this, Hebrews 1, 2. And now in the final days, this is the life of Jesus through the gospels, he has spoken through us through his son. Jesus was the mouthpiece for God. Jesus says, if you want to see the Father, look at me. And if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I only do what he tells me to do. You want to get to know him? Get to know me. I am his son. And we have, he has spoken to us through the gospels, through his son. But here's the question. How does God speak to us today? How does God speak to me and you today? And as a Christian, you should want to know that. You want to, how do I know how God does this? Is this something magical? What is it? How does God speak to me? Here it is. God speaks to you today by the Holy Spirit. God speaks to us through his spirit to our spirit. And when my spirit, and we all have one, communes and connects with the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit begins, I'll show you this in a moment, teach us and trains us and helps us and an advocate for us and guides us. So God speaks today from the book of Acts all the way to today, 2,000 years. He speaks to us through his spirit, the Holy Spirit, which in Acts he poured out onto the church. That when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes now and lives within us. And that's how we can connect with God. Now, how does the Holy Spirit speak to us? Because that's the tangible things that you probably want to know. How does how's the Holy Spirit do that? If God's spirit communes with my spirit, how does that work? How does that even happen? And how does he use all this to speak to me today and guide me into the directions and place that I need to go? And so what I want to do today is I'm going to share with you, there's many ways, there's hundreds of, hundreds of ways. God can't put him in a box. But I'm going to share with you probably from what God has done in my own life and what I've seen God do to the people around me, basically the five most common ways that the Holy Spirit speaks to us today. Here's about the five common, now there's all kinds and we don't have time, we could be here all day just kind of dissecting what that looks like. But I'm gonna get with you probably, it's probably if it's common how God speaks to me in the same way, it's how he's gonna speak to you today. So listen, there's so many, but let's just go with these five and because it's the most common that I see in my own life but the people around me. So with that said, if you're ready to get started, say let's go. All right, here we go. The number one way, the first way that God will speak through you is, if you're taking notes, you want to write this down, through the Bible. This is God's number one way to speak to us. This is God's revealed will to us. You know what the problem is with most people? They want to argue and debate about God's unveiled will that we don't even know. God only revealed to us what he wants us to know, and it's right here. There are things that are more about God that's not in the Bible because we can't even comprehend God. But God has revealed to us in his word who he is and what he wants for us. This is the number one way God speaks to you. Now, listen, if you open up your Bible, it's not going to say, thou shalt go to Moorhead State University. Okay, it's not going to say that. If your Bible says that, you need to check your translation. You got the wrong translation. I'm just telling you, encourage you as your pastor. You got the wrong translation. You're not going to open up and says, you should take the management position at Chick-fil-A. We're claiming it though, Jesus, that you're coming. Put one on the interstate, right? We're, the, we're believing in that, right? It, it's not going to tell you that. It's not going to say you should take the promotion. 
Like if you open up your Bible, and I'll be very cautious to you because a lot of people do is they open up the Bible and they flip to the Bible and like, ah, there it is. And like, oh gosh, sacrifice, you know, animals. Okay, no, wrong one, right? I would not do that thinking that God is going to speak. This is the number one way that God wants to speak to you. And listen to me, it's the number one thing the devil wants to keep you away from. Why? Because he knows if you get in God's word, it's gonna change your life. And so we make excuses. Pastors, man, I don't know where to start in the Bible, man. Or I just can't comprehend that stuff. Or I didn't do good in school, so I don't know what the Bible is. And we make all these excuses. Pastor, the Bible's just hard to understand. Granted, there's some things difficult to understand, but the Bible's not really hard to understand. It's hard to apply. We just don't want to apply the Bible to our life. That's why we just don't want to get into it. So I don't, I, some of us, listen, we don't even want to know what God thinks about it. So we will avoid this. We'll put it off and like, I, just, it's just, I don't even know where to start. And it's just so hard to understand. And, and I, I'm really not smart. So I just can't understand the Bible. The Bible is not really difficult to understand. It is hard to apply. So if you're the devil and you know that this is the number one way that God wants to speak to you, what are you going to do? You're going to do everything in your power to keep me from God's word. Why? Listen to what Paul says. Paul says in 2 Timothy 3, and you need to know this about your pastor. Your pastor has an extremely, extremely high, high standard and high view of God's word. Why? Listen to what Paul says. All, everybody say all. All, 2 Timothy 2. All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true, to make us realize what is wrong, to correct us when we are wrong and then to train and teach us what is right to do. This is very, this is, oh my goodness, we could spend like all day on this one verse right here. It says that God's word is inspired. That literally means God breathe. Like God breathe out the word. It's if you put your hand in front of your face and you speak, you can feel your breath hit your hand. It, that's just a picture here. God's breath, God spoke. He spoke his word to us. We have God's word, which means we can trust it. It is true. It's tested the time. Tested time. We can trust what God's word has to say about certain things in our life. But then it says it's useful. Maybe your translation says profitable or beneficial. Why is God's word beneficial in my life? Why is God's word useful in my life, well, he goes on and tells us because it's going to, one, teach you. It's going to teach you. It's going to instruct you and guide you how to live your life. So it's useful. It's going to rebuke you. You don't like to be rebuked. No one likes to be rebuked. The word means reproof. It's going to help you realize, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. You're off track. But what I love about the Bible, it doesn't keep you there because then it says it will correct you. It will say, whoa, you're off track. Here's how you should live. Here's how you should forgive those who hurt you and lie about you. Here's how you should treat people who you may think are less than you or widows or people impoverished. The Bible, listen, when you get off, it corrects you to get you back on path. Then it said it will instruct you. It will teach you. It will train you to do what's right. That's a picture really, honestly, of, of uh, parents rearing up their trials, teaching them child, teaching them morals and how to control their mind to think and behave. And it says this, if you'll get in God's word, it was going to teach you and guide you. It's going to show you what's wrong. It'll correct you to get back on track. And then it's going to help you think and behave the way that God wants you to think and behave. So if you're the devil, what would you do? And you know that you would do everything you can to keep you from God's word, which is the number one way that God wants to speak into your life. And that is one of his tactics. 
Verse 17, he goes on and says, so God uses it, what's it? The scriptures to what? Prepare you, to equip you, to train you and his people to do every good work that God has for you. So think about it. So we're praying as a church, God, show us where you're working. Show us what community, show us at workplace, show us in the locker room, show me at school. God, where you're working? And he'd send me there. Well, what prepares me to go there? His word, it equips me, it trains me, it gets me ready. So when God says, I wanna use you over here, you're ready to go. You're ready to go. This is the number one way that God wants to speak to you. And if you're not doing it on a regular basis, listen to me, you're missing the number one way that God wants to communicate to you. By the Holy Spirit through his word to you. So what I would encourage you to do is one, go grab an easy translation to start with, get you an easy translation. Maybe grab your life application Bible, something's got some application in it, grab it, spend five minutes. Five minutes, so many people think it's the length and how long and the hours. Listen, God can do more in five minutes than you can do in five hours. Just get in God's word, begin in there, not to study him, but to get to know him. It's a loving relationship that cultivates this attitude to hear God speak. And if you need help, I wanna encourage you, jump in our life track at both of our campuses. Jump in life track, and we will help you study your Bible. We'll help you learn how to read and study your Bible. So the number one way that the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you is through the Word of God. The second one is through believers, through people, through people in your life. Have you ever got the text message just in time? Like you're sitting here and you got a text message or you got an email or you got a DM and, and there was just something sent you, a phone call. and said, hey man, I was just thinking about you today. Just want to say, I hope things are going well, doing good, praying for you, sin. And all of a sudden, when you do that, the response is, man, thank you so much. You're not, I'm about to go into a meeting or man, I'm really struggling right now in my life. I really appreciate the prayer. And it was like, it was the perfect timing. You may have got those and you may have sent those. I call those a COD from G-O-D. You know what I'm saying? Like it just came. That's why when someone comes to my mind, I'd instantly respond. If I'm driving down the road and somebody comes to my mind, I'm gonna pick up the phone, I'm gonna call them, hey, how's it going? Did you had you on my mind? How things are going? Or I'll send them a text. Or if I'm driving, don't text and drive, right? Remind yourself to send them a text. You send them a text and man, listen, I'm so thankful that you text me. It's, it's almost every time, you're not gonna believe this. I'm about to, I'm getting ready to, and I just needed, thank you, perfect timing. Almost every time, why? Because when the Holy Spirit brings something to your mind, you should respond because he wants to speak through you. Maybe you got a Bible verse you read that morning and you begin to read it like, know what? Johnny needs to hear this. I need to send this to him. I think this would be a good word for him. Send it. Don't wait. Don't try to debate about it. Don't think, well, I just don't have time. That's the Holy Spirit wanting to speak through you to use it. I love this. And Paul writes in 1 Thessalonians 2, he says, therefore, we never stop thanking God when you received his message from us. You didn't think of our words as just human ideas, just mere human. You accepted what we said as if it was the very word of God. Why? Because it was. God was speaking through them. And this word that I've spoken in your life continues to work in you who believe. See, it's the word that God wants you to speak into your life. Listen, listen. When you come here on Sunday, one of my biggest prayers is that God will use me to speak through me into your life. And some of you may be saying, man, if you, I've heard this all the time. I, I, it's usually right after the church, right after the first service, or somebody will send me out and they say, Pastor Daniel, this week, I was in the room when you were preaching. It was like no one else was there. 
I'm like, there were hundreds of people there. <laughs> so I was like, no one else was there. And it's like, you were preaching right at me. I was like, I just kind of sunk down in my seat. I said, I thought you was looking at me too. And you was just looking right at me and nobody was there. And it was like, I was the only one and you were preaching. It's like, you've been reading my mail. Like, you knew exactly what's going on in my life. Listen, folks, that's not me. That's God. That's the Holy Spirit speaking his word through me into your life. And listen, he wants to do the same to you. And he does that. And you're not even aware of it. Just from an encouragement to someone, just by smiling at someone, just by being generous and blessing someone, that is the spirit prompting you to use you. God will speak through believers and other people in the church into your life. And God wants to use you to be a part of that as well. Here's the third one. This one, I'm going to give you some warnings in just a moment. But this one's the one a lot of us, most of us think that it's God speaking. And that is through circumstances. That God speaks through my circumstances. Here's how this one goes. Man, you ain't gonna believe this. There's a door open for me. Door number one, door number two, pastor, which one should I take? As God is like this game host going, pick door number one, pick door number two. It's gonna be right there for you. Right, as God's like this secret trying to trick you into figuring out what it is. And here's what happens. Pastor, there's a door open. I finally, it's an opportunity for me to get the promotion. I can become the boss. The manager is going to pay X amount more money. Surely this is from God. Not necessarily. Oh, it pays more money. It's a good, I mean, it's a great opportunity. Not necessarily. Or you're in a position where you hate your job and all you can think about is I hate it, hate it, hate it, which we should be thankful that we got a JLB, holler, right? That you got a job and you hate it, hate it, hate it. Then another job opens up. You're like, oh, there's a door. I got a way out. This happens to be from the Lord. Or you get the scholarship. Just because you got the scholarship to the school doesn't mean that's where God wants you to go. A door opened. He finally asked me out, right? This is the one. Maybe. Does God speak through open doors? Absolutely. Does God speak through circumstances? Absolutely. But you got to be careful with that one. And I'm gonna walk you through that just just in a moment because we know as believers that God is ultimate sovereign and he's in control. And as Paul writes in Romans 8, this, and we know that God allows, he causes all, all these things, everything to work together for the good of those who love him. We know this and that are called according to his purpose, his will, God-centered life, not a self-centered life. So we know that God works these things out and that God does speak through circumstances. We know that. But I'm gonna give you a warning here just in a moment on that one. And then here's the fourth one. Is that common, this is common, that God speaks through impressions. It's just an impression. This is where you'll get to say, man, I just, I just got a gut feeling. I just, I just know this is the job to take. I just know this is what to major in. I just know this is the one. This has to be the one I've been waiting for. Like, man, this opportunity to move to this city, to buy that house, this is the time to buy that car. It's like, I just, just got a gut feeling. It's just in my bones, you know? I just, I just feel. But you gotta be careful with your feelings because your feelings will lie to you. Your feelings will lie to you. So how do I know that? I just, I just, man, pastor, I just, I just got this feeling. I just know I got this impression. I got this hunch. I got this idea. This is it. And I want to encourage you when it comes, when people have a word to speak into your life, when circumstances just happen to fall into place and impressions in your spirit where you, I just know, I just, I just feel it. What do you do? 
You got to be very careful. Why? Because the devil will send people into your life. The devil will open up doors and the devil will give you impressions. How do I know? And here's what I would encourage you to do. Anytime there's a circumstance, an impression, or a word from somebody that you have, you better test it. And you test it to what is true, which is God's word, because God is never going to contradict himself. God will not contradict himself. So when you've got an impression, when you've got an open door, when someone speaks a word to you, you go, cool, let's see what God's word says about it. Let's see what the impression is. Let me give you an example, because this is, this is one that's it's, it's kind of big. Let's say that you've got a couple, they're, they're going to get married, one's a believer, one's not a believer. And the person says, oh yeah, I've prayed about it, I've worked it out, i got a piece about it, we're cool. Uh-uh. God's already spoke about that. Oh, I know, but I got a piece about it. We're, we're good at it. Uh-uh, God's already spoke about that. Take that impression you have and line it up with God's scripture and see what it says. When it says, do not be unequally yoked to someone who's not a believer. So what you're saying is that you and God got together, you worked out this cosmic idea that it's okay, that you're the rule to the exception. You got an exception here that it's okay for you to do it, but everybody else has to go with what God's word says. Anytime you say, I know what the Bible says, but you are always wrong. Because the Bible will trump your feelings. It goes against, well, I just, I just don't feel like God should do that. I just don't feel like that's fair. What do you mean you should have to wait to have sex before you get married? Come on, that's so archaic. This is the 21st century. That's stupid. Who would do it? God, God, God needs to catch up. The Bible needs to catch up with society. It needs to catch up with the world. It needs to catch up with what's moving and progressing right now. Come on, it's so old. Uh-uh. God's word trumps it all. So if you're saying, I think we can redefine what marriage may be, I, well, let's just, I just think that this is how I feel. I feel like God shouldn't do this. God should be this way. And we should be allowed to and go and do and please all what? God's always right. You better test that impression. When you got your lady friends, girls going around going, you know what, your, your husband, he's just a deadbeat. I don't know why I got all sassy like this before. Like, he's just a deadbeat and you need to leave him and you're not happy and you go find somebody that's going to take care of you and be the man you want. You need to leave him. You're like, you know what, I just got a piece about this. I should do that. Uh-uh. You listen to the wrong people. Go take what they're saying, test it to God's word and see what God's word says. This is our guiding light. This is what's our true north. This is what holds us true. And the moment you say, I know what God's word says, but the moment you say, but you are believing a lie. And honestly, that's why a lot of people don't want to get in God's word, because now I've got to shift. Now I've got to adjust. Now I've got to say, I, but I've got time invested. I've spent so many years with this person. I, I can't just walk out of this now. I, I, what, what do I do? You obey what God has already asked us to do. And I wonder a lot of times the reason why we don't hear God is because we don't want to hear him. I don't want to know what God has to say about that. I want to run my business in an unethical way. I'll keep my business running in an unethical way. I don't want to know what it has to say. How to, don't tell me all that stuff. I just don't want to know what God's saying about it. You see what I'm saying? A lot of times we just don't want to know. But when you have a person who speaks a word into you, when you have a circumstance, a door that opens up to you, and when you have, listen, uh, an impression, test it. Because guess what? God does open doors. God does send people into your life. God gives you through the Holy Spirit an impression where you just know, like you know your name, that God has spoken. And then if it, 
When you get all that and you're going through God's word and you're reading and you'll begin to read through the word and all of a sudden a verse will jump out to you and it won't say you should take that position, you should go to that school, you should marry that person. It's not gonna say that. But you begin to read that, all of a sudden a peace just floods your soul going, I'm kind of scared about that decision, but God, you just give me a peace about it. Every time I start reading, God, you're just like sharing this with me and sharing this with me. Man, I could tell you unbelievable hundreds of stories how God has done. And you begin to share this with me. You say, okay, God, I'm gonna walk this out. I'm gonna walk through the open door. I'm gonna listen to the encouragement that I have. I'm gonna go with the gut impression. And I'm gonna tell you sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes God will get you to the door and then he'll shut it. He's done that in my life. And all of a sudden I go, God, why? Why'd you, what's up? I got the impression. I got encouragement. Your word says it. I'm, I'm following you. He shuts the door. And then God was speaking to my spirit. I was just seeing if you're willing to follow me. I was seeing if you're willing to leave it all behind and trust me by faith to follow me. So when you have that, test it to God's word. And you know what that did for me? That, that, that encouraged my faith not crumble my faith, that God would do that and speak to me. So you need to test it because God does speak through all these things, but so can the enemy and so can yourself and so can your family and friends and so can human emotions and so can your medication. Just throwing it out there for some of you, right? And it can. And for some of you, it was the bad burrito you ate last night. You think, I just don't feel good today. God's like mad at me. No, you just ate bad burrito. You know what I'm saying? So you got, you got to test it to see what the Lord wants to do. How do I do that? Very easily. The Bible says you take every thought captive, you hold it to a high standard, and you compare it to see what God's word says. That's what you do. You got a word for me? Bring the word. God ain't gonna contradict himself. There's a door open for me, and it's ethical, and it's what God wants to do, and it opens up. Seems like the right time. Maybe that's what God, test it. God, is this what you want? Speak to me through your word. God, I got an impression. It's just a gut feeling. Are you, are you stirring this up? Or you want something done? You want this to happen? Go to God's word and see what he is doing in your life. And in John 14, 26, look what it says. But when the father sends the advocate, this is the Holy Spirit, as my representative, that is the Holy Spirit. Watch this. He will teach you everything and remind you everything I've told you. Like, you're not left alone. I've deposited the Holy Spirit with you, so walk in the Spirit, pray in the Spirit, because it's the Spirit that communes with your spirit. And if you'll stay in connection and abide in me, I'll never leave you astray. You'll know exactly where I want you to go, and you'll step out by faith, and you'll follow me. That's what I want for you, and I know that's what you want deep down inside. So how do I do it? I get in God's Word. And you gotta remember, God will never contradict himself. Even though I feel like God shouldn't, even though I think, ah, that's not right, he's God, I'm not. He's God, you're not. And know what, we better be thankful that we're not God, right? Because the next person that cuts us off on the road, zap them, zap them when you're driving, right? You better be glad I'm not God, you know? And I'm glad you're not God. He is, and his way is higher than our ways and greater. And then the last one, I just want to share this because this is a common way, but this one's a tough one. This is, this is the one that either causes people to run to God or causes people to run away from God. And unfortunately, it's the latter that happens. This is when people, most people run away from God. And that is God will speak through your pain and through your suffering. And most of us, we don't want pain. 
and we don't want suffering. But there's some things that we can only learn and know about God and walk with God by going through pain and by going through suffering. Now, not all pain, obviously we know this is from God. We know that. God does allow things to happen in our life. We, we know that. We know that pain enters in this world because, let's just face it, we live in a fallen world. If you want the theological answer, it's because sin has entered into the world. And because sin is in the world, there's death, there's cancer, there's sickness, there's heartbreaks, there's abuse, there's people who walk out on you, there's addictions. Theologically, it's because sin is here. And because sin is entered into the world, it's gonna affect us. That's why we should even long for heaven even more. There will be a place where there'll be no more pain, no more tear, no more cancer, no more breakups, no more heartaches. Will we spend eternity in peace? Listen, this is not our home. As a Christian, this is the, the earth is as close as the hell that we'll ever be. Because one day we're gonna spend eternity with Jesus. But for those of you, who don't know Jesus, this is the closest heaven you're gonna be because his spirit moves across this earth and thousands and thousands of people are being transformed and being saved and, and God's will and working his ways right now, but there will come a day where he will take his church and he will remove his hand and he will pull the Holy Spirit back away from this planet and this place will go to hell in a handbasket because everyone who wanted to be God will become their own and he goes, you think you can run this on your own? He's going to remove his presence. That's why you better be ready. Because that day is coming. And I believe faster than when we think. But it's in this pain. And honestly, a lot of pain. We brought on ourselves. You didn't have to spend all that money and go in credit card debt. But you chose to. And now you're paying for it. You chose to go to the party and you knew it was going to happen. You chose to say that and now there's the consequences. You chose to act that way. So some of the pain and heartache that we have, honestly, sometimes it's because we bring on ourselves. We did that to ourselves because there are consequences as we walk those out. But what I love about this if you'll just thought for a moment and go, it's in the pain and suffering that God wants to speak to me. The faster you realize what God wants you to learn in your pain and suffering, I believe the faster you will get out of it because it won't last forever. I love what the scripture says, 1 Peter 5.10. It says, in his kindness. See, don't miss that. It's God's kindness that called you to share in his eternal glory. We're gonna be with him for eternity in his glory forever and ever. How? By the means of Christ Jesus. So, in the meantime, in the meanwhile, while you're here on planet Earth, after you have suffered a little while, not forever, after a little while, he will restore you. He will support you. He will strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. Your suffering will come to an end. And even if you've suffered for 80 years, 
that is still nothing when it comes to comparison to all eternity. So you wanna hear God speak? I mean, you really wanna hear God speak? You really want God to use you in your workplace, in your school, in your family, and everywhere you go? If you really, really want that, I love this. It's through the Holy Spirit that he does that. I'm gonna close with this verse. 1 Corinthians 2, verse nine. That is what the scripture means when they say, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. It's a loving relationship. So verse 10, but it was to us, for me and you, our benefit, that God revealed these things. How does God reveal truth? How does God show us? How does God know and, and, and guide us? It's, he revealed these things by his spirit. For his spirit searches out everything and shows us God's deep secrets. So no one, no person, thoughts, except the person's own spirit, know, can no one can know what God's thoughts is except God's own spirit. He's saying no one knows your thoughts but your spirit. No one knows God's thoughts but the spirits. But we have received it. When you put your faith and trust in Jesus, you received his spirit, not the world's spirit, God's eternal spirit, Holy Spirit. So now we can what? What can we? We can know. We can know what to do. We can know how to live. We can know what direction to go. Not hope so, I think so, maybe so. We can know so the wonderful things of God that he's freely given us. So you want to hear God? You need to walk in the spirit. You need to receive the spirit. And he will guide and direct you. You need to get to know him. And if you do, you'll fall in love with him. And then you'll listen to him, and you will follow him, and you will obey him. And then watch this. Here's the whole point of the series. Then you'll experience him. I'm going to ask if you would to bow your heads. I prayed for you this morning, every one of you, Grace and Campus, Maury Campus, all online. I prayed for you, and this is what I prayed, that the enemy would not come and snatch the seed, the word of God that was been planted in your heart and mind today so that God would give it nutrients and it will grow because his word will not return verse. What, what reward, what God has sent out, it will be completed because when God speaks, life changes. And maybe the reason why you haven't heard God speak is because you don't know him. Like you don't have a loving relationship with him. You know about him intellectually, but you haven't received him. Do you know you can do that right now? Saying a prayer won't save you. I, I tried that. But my lips can proclaim what my heart declares. And if you just know that your heart is about to beat out of your chest, like some, like God is like, man, he wants to forgive me. He, all of my sin, everything I've done, that's just unbelievable. Wow. And you're just, your mind, you're thinking about, that's the Holy Spirit drawing you, speaking to you. So if that's you, right now, you can cry out to him. And you can say, Jesus, I believe. I believe you came for me, and I believe you died for me, and I believe you got up out of the grave for me. Speak to me, Lord. Thank you for speaking to me. Forgive me of my sin. Now help me follow you all the days of my life. If you prayed with me, 
I'm gonna declare what the word of God says, which is true. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now start the journey of following him. We will help you in any way we could possibly can. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for how relevant it is even today. God, thank you that you speak to us when we mess up, when we blow it, that you still have a purpose and you still have a plan because you gave us breath today. Help us find our place in you. Cultivate time to listen and hear your voice that we may know you, follow you, obey you, experience you. For it's your name I ask and I pray.